And what a blessing it is to, to have the worship that we have here at Rural Y. I've been in huge, giant churches with great bands and all sorts of stuff, but I'd rather be here for the worship. Um, we're going to be speaking on unmasking the cults and counterfeit Christianity. Unmasking the cults and counterfeit Christianity. And in the worship this, this morning, we were using the words, what a wonderful name it is. What a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. And in another song it said, there is power in the name of Jesus. Do you know what's missing in many of the cults? Do you know what's missing in many churches? The power of of the name of Jesus. And if those that are listening to this on podcast, if you're in an organization or if you're in a church that doesn't lift up the name of Jesus every Sunday and throughout the week, then get out and go somewhere where Jesus is lifted up because Jesus is the king. Jesus is the Lord of Lords. And if you don't personally know Jesus, you will not be saved. Some of the references, um, I recommend that you check out for yourself. Just don't take everything I say for granted. Do your homework and go and find out for yourself. JubileeResources.org is the website of Selwyn Stevens Ministries. And he's put out a, a booklet called Fatal Faith. I've only got one copy. It's mine and you can't have it. But you can order it. He also put out a booklet which is absolutely brilliant, Unmasking Mormonism, Who Are the Latter-day Saints? Unmasking the Watchtower, Who Are Jehovah's Witnesses? Unmasked Unmasking Freemasonry, removing the hoodwink. Now there's only one copy of each of those and they're available for, for sale. They're only $10. But you can order them off the website and at the back counter there is a, a, a flyer called Would You Choose to Be Deceived? And that gives you a very clear, simple how to identify a cult, and it also gives you where all the, the references are. Another ex extremely good website if you really want to get in depth about that because you've got a problem with people, friends or family that are in a cult and you really want to know in-depth answers because I'm, I'm only going to give you a brief summary this morning and I re recommend you go to the website called www.waltermartin.com. Walter Martin was probably one of the greatest teachers of the Bible in regard to exposing cults and false religions. Walter Martin. Now I agree with Selwyn Stevens when he says and I'll be quoting from much of his material. 
when I was on the phone to him this week, he just said, you go for it, Ray. He said, if you're just quoting from one person, that's plagiarism. But if you're quoting from several people, that's research. (laughs) So there's been a bit of research gone into this, but I want to uh, acknowledge that Selwyn Stephen has so simplified our understanding of the cults that it it is worthwhile repeating some of what he has said. one One of the things he does say is that we don't seek to condemn or belittle any person who is or who has been involved in any one of the groups that will be referred to today. All people are entitled uh, to their opinion and beliefs. All people are entitled to their own opinions and beliefs. However, if any belief does not line up with the Bible, then please don't call it Christian. For it is not. Any belief that does not line up with the scripture is not Christian. Truth can always stand being questioned, but anything not true needs to be questioned. Bill Stabritsky in the forward to um, Selwyn Stevens' book, Fatal Faith, says, while at all times believers must centre their lives upon Jesus, Christ. Nevertheless, it is important that we do understand the deceptions of Satan. He says it is imperative that we continue to pray in a loving way for those who are bound by such deceptions so that the true reality of the love and saving grace of Jesus Christ may come into their lives. You know, God tells us not to blindly accept everything which seems to be of him, but test it. Look at 1 Thessalonians 5.21. Test all things, hold fast what is good. And in 1 John 4.1, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Remember that. Many false prophets have gone out into the world. Particularly in the 1800s, they seem to proliferate. And you'll see that soon. Now Jesus himself warns us, Matthew 7, 16. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Paul also warns believers in 2 Corinthians 11.4, For if he who comes preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if you receive a different spirit, or a different gospel which you have not accepted, you may well put up with it. Are we online for 2 Corinthians eleven thirteen now? You know, it says these people are false apostles. They are deceitful workers who disguise themselves as apostles of Christ. But I am not surprised even Satan disguises himself 
as an angel of light. Now look, look what Paul says in Romans 1.8. But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, what Paul and the Peter has preached, let him be accursed. Men and women who speak the gospel according to Joseph Smith of the Mormons or talk about what the Jehovah's Witness believes, because their gospel is different from what the apostles preached, they are cursed. They are cursed. And we need to pray for them and break that curse off them. So what are the origins of cults? Four main steps in the development of a cult. They usually begin with a small group who break away from an established Christian body. And they are, they are sincere in their desire to follow God's will and also to see a better world. They tend to get to have, quote, special revelations or insights begin to, they, they begin to, to develop. And these revelations or truths become authoritative. That is the revelation that they suddenly appear to have received becomes more important than what the Bible says. That's the sign of a cult. Allegiance is compulsory coupled with an intolerance of any view which differs from the leadership. For many, many cults, including the ones that are even here in this town, in our cities, if you leave them, you are shut off. You are shunned and you are not welcome. You are cursed by them. Now, if you leave Real Y Community Church, you are not cursed. We would pray that you are blessed because you may be moving somewhere else. You may feel drawn to another church that worships Jesus. And so be blessed. You're free to go at any time. And you will still be loved whether you stay or whether you go. You'll be missed. But you won't be cut off. Now, where do many of the cults differ from the Bible? That's the crunch point. Number one, they add to the Bible. The first pattern of cults is the habit of adding to the Bible instead of accepting it as the sole authority for one's faith. Paul wrote to Timothy under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, 2 Timothy 3, 16-17 All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Therefore, the scriptures that we have been given are complete. We don't need to subtract from them or add to them, they are complete. 
In Deuteronomy 4, 2, it says, You shall not add to the word which I command you, nor take from it. Deuteronomy 2. You shall not add to the word which I command you, nor take from it, that you may keep the commandment of the Lord your God, which I command you. Now, I'm going to give you four examples of cults who have a problem obeying God's word, not to add to or subtract from it. The Mormons who state in their article of faith, we believe the Bible to be the word of God, as far as it is translated correctly. So they believe the word of God as far as it is translated correctly according to them. And they went and rewrote another Bible and, and took out all bits that they didn't like. We also believe that the Book of Mormon to be the word of God and they tend to give this book precedence over the Bible. Now, remember that scripture that says if an angel brings you a false gospel? The Book of, Norm of Mormon was supposedly given to Joseph Smith in the 1800s by an angel who told him where to go and dig for some gold plates which he supposedly dug up and then he got hold of two crystals and, and made a set of pair of spectacles and he then translated these gold plates into the Book of Mormon. What's interesting is, is that no one could ever find those gold plates again because, of course, they never existed. Joseph Smith, who was the founder of Mormonism, was a charlatan. He used to play magic tricks and fool people and make money. And then he got this fantastic idea of starting a whole new religion. And he wrote up this translation called the Book of, the Book of Mormon. And some Mormon leaders today are, of course, very embarrassed that the Book of Mormon contains many chapters from the Bible. So this new book is filled with chapters from the Bible, as if it was new stuff. And it's also full of a lot of poppycock. Joseph Smith was murdered by a group of people that were fed up with him. But his false doctrine kept on going. The Moonies, or the Unification Church, have a book called The Divine Principle, which they believe replaces the Bible importance. The Mormons also treat two other books as scripture, namely The Doctrines and Covenants and The Pearl of Great Price. Nothing to do with the Holy Spirit. Jehovah's Witnesses state that they believe the Bible to be the Word of God, but you must read the Watchtower magazines to be able to understand it. Can you see how that's adding to the Bible? In 1910 and again in 1981, the Watchtower, which is the overall organisation behind J-Dubs, recommended that people shouldn't read the Bible only as they could go into error. Actually, they didn't like some of the Bible passages which were con contradicting their own teaching, so they had the Bible rewritten. Jehovah's Witnesses have their own Bible. 
extensively drawing from a version by a German spiritist. That's a person who follows spirits. And he, by the way, freely admits his writing was guided by demonic spirits. And there is not one Hebrew or Greek scholar who has endorsed their New World Translation, is what it's called. And most call it a fraudulent mistranslation. Christian scientists affirm the, the Bible as God's word and the source of their teaching. But in the book written by the founder, Mary Baker, Eddy, called Science and Health, she states that there are at least 300,000 errors in the New Testament and that people should only, the only use the reliable authority of, of herself and the, and, the, and the Christian Science Church. 300,000 errors. Isn't that absurd? There's only something like 176,000 words in the New Testament. And she says there's 300,000 errors and 176,000... Where do many of the cults differ from the Bible? Another pattern of a cult is to deny the deity of Jesus Christ, who we were singing about this morning, and the Holy Spirit. The cults presented Jesus, which has little or no resemblance to the Godhead of the Bible. Now, if you are uncertain if someone belongs to a cult, then ask them one simple question. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is Almighty God? Who came to the earth in the flesh? That's the sentence to ask them. Because this is what the Bible says he is. But the cults have a different view. The Jesus of the Jehovah's Witness is Michael the Archangel. Do you know that? Jehovah's Witnesses believe that Jesus was Michael the Archangel who came to earth. The Jesus of the Latter-day Saints or Mormons is just one of a large number of gods. The Mormons teach that Jesus had a spirit brother called Lucifer and the council of heaven had to make a decision which one would go to earth, Jesus or Lucifer, and Jesus won the toss. Have you ever heard of anything more absurd in your life? And yet hundreds and thousands of people follow Jehovah Witness doctrine. But they don't know Jesus, and that's sad. The Jesus of the Christian Science Church say that he was an advanced medium of the sixth sphere of the astral projection. The science of Scientology, the Jesus of Scientology, never achieved the level of operating Thetan, T-H-E-T-A-N, what they claim is required before you can obtain Godhead. And Jesus never got there, apparently. Transcendental meditation says if you do enough yoga exercises properly, you can become as enlightened as Jesus was. The Jesus of the Moonies failed in his mission because he got himself killed prior to completing it. Consequently, he had to come again. And this time he was born in Korea 
and replaced as Messiah by Sun Myung Moon. That was in 1954. Jesus came back in 1954 as Sun Myung Moon. Again, it's pretty absurd, isn't it? Where do many of the cults differ from the Bible? Number 13, they have added requirements for salvation. They have added requirements for salvation. Now, Christians know that God's grace is sufficient for our salvation, whereas the cults add conditions. The J-Dubs, the Mormons, the Christadelphians, the Moonies, and many others all teach that salvation is obtained by doing things, so that grace alone is not sufficient. Who comes knocking on your door every week? Why are they doing that? Because they are working towards getting their salvation. Can you believe that? What does Ephesians 2, 8 to 9 say? For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Someone could say, gosh, I've knocked on the door and, and talked about my faith to 50,000 people, so I'm bound to get in. And you only got to 300 homes. Not true. Where else do many of the cults differ from the Bible? By divided loyalties. The cults try to make you put your faith in their organisation or its founder or its current leadership or its publications as if, they were, as if these were more vital to your spiritual growth or salvation rather than the Bible and Jesus Christ. In John 14, 6 it says, Jesus said to them, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. Now here's an interesting comparison. Christianity was founded in 30 AD by Jesus Christ. The Bible also says that Jesus Christ was there at the creation of this earth. So Jesus always was because he's God. But Christianity as we know it was founded in 30 AD. Mormonism was founded in 1830 by Joseph Smith, who was a con man. The Christadelphians by John Thomas, 1848. Spiritualism, 1848, by Margaret and Kate Fox. Jehovah's Witnesses, 1879, Charles Taze Russell. Christian Science, Mary Baker Eddy, 1879. And the Moonies, which are really big in Auckland. I think there may be one or two in rural Y, but the, Mo the Moonies were founded in 1954. Would any of us really believe something that was just founded recently as being the truth compared to Jesus Christ? I don't think so. So who is Jesus Christ? These, these are points I'm going to bring you right now that you need to put deep into your spirit. Who is Jesus Christ? The Bible teaches that Jesus Christ is God the Son. He's the second person of the Trinity. On earth he was 100% God and 100% man. 
The Mormons teach that, that Jesus was one of many gods and he was a polygamist. He was married to, to both Marys and Martha. Mormons teach, teach that Jesus had three wives. That's pretty blasphemous, blasphemous, don't you think? JWs. They don't believe that he was God, but he was Michael the Archangel, the first being that God created. Christian science. He wasn't God or the Christ. Jesus was a human man. Christadelphians, he had no pre-existence prior to birth. He was a created being. The Moonies, he was not God himself. He failed. Spiritualism, not divine. He was an advanced medium. Who is the Holy Spirit? Who do we believe the Holy Spirit is? Christians believe that the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. We're up to who is the Holy Spirit. Mormons believe that the Holy Spirit is a substance or a fluid limited to one place at a time. The J-dubs say that the Holy Spirit's an invisible force, not a person likened to a radar beam. Christian science, he is, say, he is divine science. Christadelphians, not a person, but an it. The Moonies, a female spirit that can cleanse people from their sins. Spiritualism, the spirit of some holy person who once lived in the flesh. The meaning of the blood of Jesus. What does the blood of Jesus mean to you? The Bible says that the blood of Jesus that Christ being sinless, Christ's blood is 100% sufficient to forgive us of our sins. The Mormons, Christ's sacrifice was not enough. Man's own blood must atone for serious sins. The Mormons over in previous years murdered people who had committed certain sins because they believed that their blood needed to be sacrificed. J-dubs, Christ's life was a perfect human life, but he was not God. Christian science, Christ's blood had no power to forgive sins. Christadelphians, Christ's blood was not enough. Oh, sorry, Christ's blood was enough. So Christadelphians agree with us there. The Moonies, Christ's crucifixion was the ultimate failure of his mission. Spiritualism, there was no special atoning value in the suffering and the death of Jesus Christ. What about the resurrection of Jesus? How important is that to us? Christians, we believe that he was resurrected in a glorified body as all true believers will be at his return. The Mormons, those obedient to Mormon teaching will become gods. J-dubs, there is no bodily resurrection of Jesus and man will not be resurrected either. Not much fun being a J-dub. Christian science. Jesus did not really die. Resurrection is a spiritualizing of thought. Christadelphians. Only Christadelphians will be res resurrected. Moonies. Jesus was not physically re re resurrected. Spiritualism. There is no re resurrection or judgment. The virgin birth. That's an important doctrine of, Christ of Christianity. Christians believe that Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit in the Virgin Mary's womb. Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit while 
uh, in the Virgin Mary's womb. The Mormons believe that that uh, he, Jesus was conceived by God the Father having sex with Mary, and there's no such thing as the Holy Spirit. J, J does believe he was conceived by an invisible force who is not a person and is not God. Well, he's not a person and he's not God. Christian science, Jesus was born of Mary's spiritual thoughts. Christadelphian, Christadelphians, again, believe the same as we do. Moonies, he's born an ordinary man like others. Spiritualism, it's just a fabulous tale. Heaven and hell. Christians believe that there are two destinations for man, eternity with God or eternity in hell and torment forever. Mormons, everyone will go to one of three heavens or planets, if you really get in depth into what they believe, three different planets, and we can evolve from one to the other. Must have been on P when they came up with that one. JWs, only 144,000 JWs will go to heaven. That's what they teach. And But what they don't tell current JWs is that it was the 144,000 was last century. They've already been selected. Others will live on earth. Everyone else who's not a JW will be annihilated. This is all in their papers, by the way. It's all in their books. It's what they believe. Christian science, sinners make their own hell by doing evil. There is no judgment day. Christadelphians, there is no hell. Faithful Christadelphians will live on the restored earth. Moonies, all humanity will be ultimately saved, so it doesn't matter. Spiritualism, hell doesn't exist. Life can be heaven or hell on earth. Well, does it show how important it is that we know what we believe? that we know what the scriptures believe. Because many people have been drawn into counts, into cults. Many of them probably went to Sunday school or went to churches. Then they fell out. And then someone comes along, knocks on the door, and said, you know what's going to happen in the last days? And they tell you some convoluted story of what could happen of which 50% is true and 50% is totally false. And people get sucked in. These people know their Bible, not realizing that they're reading from a false Bible and they don't believe in Jesus Christ as the Son of God and they don't understand who the Holy Spirit is and they get sucked in. So how do we avoid being deceived by a cult? by being familiar with what the Bible actually teaches. I won't ask you to put up your hand if you're on a one-year Bible reading plan, but I recommend that you do. Why? Because each year you're reading the Scriptures, probably the Gospels four times and the Old Testament once, and you get a whole understanding of how God thinks, of who Jesus is. And you know in your spirit, because reading the word of God ministers to your spirit so that you can avoid being deceived. To avoid being deceived by a cult, you need to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. It's no good sitting in church and believing that Jesus, yeah, he was who he said he was. Wonderful, wonderful. But you don't know him. 
You don't talk to them. You know, the Bible says, my sheep shall hear my voice. So if you do belong to Jesus Christ, you will hear his voice. If you don't, it means it's a blockage. So get prayer for it and get that blockage removed because we each one need to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Those in the cults do not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We need to invite the Holy Spirit to be our companion and guide in all things so that we are guided by the Holy Spirit. In many of these cults, you can't be guided by the Holy Spirit because they don't believe in the Holy Spirit. You need to be in fellowship with other Christians. If you go out and form a home group and um, don't go to church and don't fellowship, there is a chance that you will move into deception further down the line. We need to fellowship one with another. We need to fellowship with other, other members of the body of Christ in other churches. And we need to be informed. We need to do our homework. And if you've got family or, 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 or friends that are, are in cults and you want to know more, do something about it. There is lots of very low-cost material, as I've just shown you, and if you want a really brilliant overview of all of the cults in the world and what they believe, then you can get The Kingdom of the Cults by Walter Martin. It's like the encyclopedia or the Wikipedia of cults. It tells you everything. There are cults there that you've never heard of. But it's very well written. It's very well researched. He's a very, very highly qualified teacher of the word of God. Cults, apart from the ones that we, 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 have, we have mentioned, who else are cults? Just very quickly. We've, we've covered the Mormons, the Jehovah's Witnesses, Christian Science, Christadelphians, the local church of Witness Lee is a cult. The United Pentecostal Church. William Branham followers. The Boston Church of Christ. The Go Preachers, the Way, the Cuneites, the Two by Twos. Exclusive Brethren is a cult. Church of the New Jerusalem. The Worldwide Church of God. Scientology. Rudolf Steiner's Anthroposophy. Anthroposophy. Rudolf Steiner. Freemasonry is a false religion. The Way International, Rosicrucians, Theosophy, Moonies, the Unity School of Christianity, Unitarians, Spiritualists. And there's a lot of false religions. If you're listening to this podcast and, and or you're not sure if you really are a Christian, then look up these scriptures in a standard everyday Bible. John 14.6, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man come to the Father except through me. 
In Ephesians 2, 8, 9, Paul says, God saved you by his grace when you believed. When you believed that Jesus was the Son of God, you were saved. And you can't take credit for it. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done so that none of us can boast. So say this prayer out loud after me. Almighty God, you are the God of truth. Your word says it is impossible for you to lie. I pray that you would reveal the truth about your Son, Jesus Christ, to me. Release your Holy Spirit to open my mind to the truth of your word, the Bible and all it contains. Please give me understanding and true light, sweeping away all error and deception. Set me free, Lord Jesus, and save me from my sin. Thank you, Lord. Bless you, Lord.